This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. I want to talk today about Jenny Doan. Jenny Doan. Have you ever heard of Jenny Doan? I hadn't either until I watched CBS Sunday Morning, which is one of the best television programs in the history of television. That in 60 Minutes. Just consistent, good reporting. And I was so inspired by the story of Jenny Doan that I wanted to share it with you because I've been contemplating a lot about systems and how we create them and how we build the lives for ourselves that we want to live. And I'm going to spend a little time in the next couple of podcasts kind of sharing content with you where I'm having these discussions and uh, particularly with Larie Favors, who is one of my favorite person to talk with. Um, but this story of Jenny Doan to me is so prescriptive and instructive. And if you take a little time to, to go online, you can Google search Jenny Doan, J-E-N-N-Y-D-O-A-N and CBS Sunday morning and you'll get to see the story yourself. But it's a story of a woman who um, has made an empire basically in the middle of nowhere. Hamilton, Missouri, which I've never heard of either. Uh, you know, in the, literally in the middle of America, she has created what they call the Disneyland of quilting. Yes, I know. Um, yes. So uh, she has created something called the Missouri Star Quilt Company, and it is literally an empire. But what inspired me to talk about her today, 20 years ago, she and her husband and their seven children were really struggling in California. They ended up going bankrupt, and her husband came to her and said, we have to move, or we're going to move. And she said, to where? And he literally took out a map and like put his finger, he said, he said the Midwest, and she said, where is that? And he plucked out of nowhere this place, Hamilton, Missouri, which was in the middle of nowhere. And they moved there. And they were doing well until 2008 when the crash happened and they lost their retirement and they were struggling again. And two of her seven children decided to get together and their mom had been quilting as a hobby and they decided to turn that hobby into a business. They ran the business, they put their mom at the forefront, they started a YouTube channel, which took a while to take off because it was uh, you know, the beginnings of YouTube and they couldn't figure it out and then they figured it out and then she became a sensation and now the Missouri Star Quilt Company is a destination spot for people around the globe who like to quilt. And the reason why I wanna bring this story to the forefront, because a lot of people complain about what they won't let us do. They won't let us do this. They won't let us do that. I'm in the condition that I'm in because of point outside yourself at the man, my mama, my spouse, my job, my, bo you know, like you can go down the list. But the reality is, and I've said this probably a million times and I'll say it a million times more. It rains on all of us. When it rains, it does not pick drops to drop just on you and to pass over other people. There's no lamb's blood on anybody's door. It rains on everyone, which means that you gotta figure out how to deal with the rain when it comes, the storm when it comes. Now you can sit in the rain and let the water rise up until you drown. And I've said before, you know, different people handle rain differently. Some people put their face to the sky and praise God for the nourishment of the flowers and the trees, etc. Other people grumble and complain and run. Other people just put an umbrella up because <laughs> there, there are ways that you handle when storms come, right? The Doan family moved. There's some of us right now living in 
abject poverty because of the cities that we live in. If you live in California right now, there are people making six figures living in tents because they cannot afford the rent or the mortgage. Because to live in Silicon Valley or to live in San Francisco, which is Silicon Valley, to live in Los Angeles, to live in some of these places in California is so expensive. Even if you're making a lot of money, you can't make ends meet. If you live in certain parts of New York City, you can't make, make ends meet, even if you're making six figures. Sometimes you have to move, and the beauty is, and I'm, I'm discovering this right now, from Upworks to all the other online spaces, people more and more are looking for folks to work, and you don't have to go into the office, which means you can literally work from anywhere. So why live in a place that costs three times more what it costs someplace else? Now, if you are from the global majority and you're in America, you've got to be real careful about where you move because you don't want to move into a hostile environment. Jenny Doan and her family could literally pick up and move anywhere, and they're good, right? With us, the, the research has to be a little bit more, uh, you know, in, intensive and extensive, right? But there's still, to me, the same notion that if you are in a rut or in a situation where, like, that this family bankrupt, or you don't even have to go bankrupt. You can just be living poorly, not, you know, for the work that you put out, and only you can make that decision. Are you putting out more effort than you're receiving back? Because that's not a great law of nature. You will eventually be bankrupt if you continue to work because either you'll be spiritually bankrupt or health-wise bankrupt or financially bankrupt. At some point, it's going to catch up. And I think that a lot of people listening or some people listening right now might need to move, might need to look at the map and figure out or move in with someone. I've shared on this space, you know, it was a point in my life when I, you know, because I'm a serial entrepreneur, so there are going to be times, even when I have a job, when I'm in over my head financially because to build a business requires a lot. And I think I've said this on a previous podcast that entrepreneurs, it takes so much longer for us to make the millions of dollars when if we just saved and invested wisely, um, and this is a good time to invest while the market is crashing, um, we probably would be much better off, you know, financially but I know I wouldn't be as satisfied because I just like creating. I like to do things like that. So I made that calculation. But there was a period of time as an adult, I bought my first condo at 21, but somewhere around 29, 30, I hit a rut. So as, as shamed as I might have been, I, w I moved back in with my parents for, I want to say, nine months until I got my money together. I paid rent. They love me being there. My parents are a lot. They were a lot of fun. God rest my dad's soul. But we we had a great time every night. I would play cards when I got home, and we'd have dinner together, and it was a wonderful time. And I got to save my money. Living in a room now that used to be my brother's with a twin bed, a closet that half the space was taken up by my mother because she had over you know taken over the closet and I, she couldn't move out all her stuff, and literally in a room that was I think six by nine, for nine months. But I saved my money and I bought my condo, which was my dream condo at the time. So my point is, like, sometimes you may have to move out of where you are and take a quote-unquote step back. But who cares? Who the hell cares? I mean, nobody at the Daily News at the time I was, knew that I was living at home. And if they did, like, well, are you going to pay my mortgage and my rent? Are you going to put money in my pocket? No, then shut the F up. And that's kind of how I live my life. Like, if you're not contributing to my success, then you really don't, shouldn't have anything to say about my current condition. And there should be no shame in making choices that put, your, put you in a better situation. And, and have a plan. 
You know, maybe it's a one-year or two-year plan to save up X amount of dollars to then do the thing that you want to do. The other thing that I really admire about the domes um, is, you know, not just that their, uh, their ability to move, but they came together as a unit. I talk a lot in this space about the power of moving together. One of the best examples of that in this podcast space is the podcast that I did on moving like ants, where I, uh, you know, unleash and uncover the way ants move and how if we just move that way, we would have so much built, so many things accomplished. And it's not hard. It's not hard to move together. Now, she happened to have a built-in ant farm with seven kids and a husband, right? And I think one of her sons enlisted a friend of his. But three people took their mother's hobby and turned it into a business. It didn't happen overnight, so there's a level of patience that we have to have with ourselves, that things do not happen overnight. Even if it rains, there's no flower coming up out of the ground the next day. Unless you planted it the season before as a tulip, you know, because they come up seasonally. But you have to plant something, water it and nourish it, and have sun hit it for it to grow. Nothing happens overnight, and usually sometimes some of that stuff is going to die on the way. Not everything is going to live, and you have to be patient with yourself. So that's the other lesson I learned from the story of Jenny Doan. And then when she hit, when she hit, and this is the thing that, you know, going back to moving together, she impacted an entire industry. She impacted an entire town. Hamilton, Missouri now is a destination spot. Wasn't anything going on in that town. But now because of Jenny Doan, there is a sewing factory, right, where she makes her quilt. There's a fabric store where you can buy the fabric. She has actually impacted the whole entire fabric industry because her YouTube videos has inspired a whole group of people to go out and quilt and they need their fabric. So sewing machines, who was using sewing machines? Jenny Doan has inspired a whole industry around sewing and fabrics and design. And it is, to me, the blueprint, the model. Because, you know, just as I, you know, I've talked about Tyler Perry in this space, you know, when, when he was building out his studio, before he even was building out his studio, when he was making his movies, and everybody said, you either have to be in Hollywood or New York, he was like, no, I'm going to be in Atlanta, I'm going to film out of my house. People were like, oh, you're crazy, you're crazy. And today, his Atlanta studio is one of the largest studios in the world. I hope to see it. I hope to see it. I'm one of the Ebony 100. I think they're going to have the gala there. I hope so. But it is an inspiration because if you look at what it took for him to get there, it took, first of all, a vision, which is what the Jenny, Jenny Dome's kids had, right? And then the per perseverance to stick with it in, face, in the face of people saying, no, you have to be in Hollywood if you want to be successful. Everyone listening to my voice can build something successful right where they are, unless where they are was like the Dome family in a place where it's virtually impossible to come up out of something. So I say, you know, find a space nobody's checking for. Find a city that nobody's checking for. I was just reading um, Baltimore, Maryland. A few students took the area where Freddie Gray had his neck severed and, and bought up houses for $100 and they flipped them and they sold them for $80,000. That was an area nobody was checking for where they burnt down the Rite Aid or the, the, the CBS, where, where people, you know, police brutality was, you know, rampant, where folks were, were impoverished. And some students bought up houses for $100 and flipped them for $80,000 because nobody was checking for it. So I know there are places, and I think just some of us don't have the vision 
the perseverance. And a lot of us are afraid to move. If you are in an uncomfortable position, that is your perfect time to move because you really have nothing to lose. So I want to celebrate Jenny Doan today and her story because it really inspired me. And I'm just so grateful that um, I got to watch it. And I'm also grateful that there are a lot of people who are listening to my voice who did the thing that Jenny Doan did. Get up, move, vision, perseverance, and you've built something. And if you are that person, congratulations. And uh, like, pay it forward. This is not a, um, a marathon, nor is it a sprint. It's a relay race. So teach somebody what you learn and then pass the baton and use your, your success to grow more and more and more around you. I think that's the other blueprint. All right, let me know what you think. Over the next couple of podcasts, I'm going to be talking more about that in conversation, and I'm going to invite you all to have these similar conversations in your own circles. Or if you don't have a circle, create one, because that's where the power lies. We're stronger together. Let me know what you think. Follow me on Twitter, at Karen Hunter. Use the hashtag podcast so I can search for your comments. Go to my YouTube channel as well and subscribe and hit the like button on everything. I appreciate that because that's uh, something with the algorithm. I don't know, but hit the like button, the, uh, the thumbs up. And um, again, leave comments where, where you can, but let's do so with constructive criticism if you have any, or just, hey, this is awesome, because that's nice too. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. Share this with somebody that you think might need it, and I'll talk to you next time.